Hello and thank you for tuning in to the morning edition of the D1T in 5 for Friday, May 26. Let's jump into this morning's top stories. The Athletics Bruce Feldman and Nicole Auerbach identify Washington State AD Pat Chun, Washington AD Jennifer Cohen, Pittsburgh AD Heather Like, Villanova AD Mark Jackson, UCLA AD Martin Jarmond, TCU AD Jeremiah Donati, Wake Forest AD John Curry and Florida Executive Associate AD for Administration Linda Teeler as names to keep an eye on, as USC searches for its next AD. Other candidates worth a look, according to Feldman and Auerbach, are UTSA AD Lisa Campos, Ohio AD Julie Cromer, Texas Executive Senior Associate AD for Sports Administration Renee Baumgartner, Army West Point AD Mike Buddy and former UC Davis AD and current Golf Canada Chief Sport Officer Kevin Blue. While many of these names have circulated over the last several days, one that hasn't is Jackson, about whom Feldman and Auerbach write, no other AD who will get consideration knows USC as well as Jackson, a 50-year-old Pete Carroll protege. The one-time New England Patriots assistant coach played a vital role in USC's athletic department, raising $300 million. He also managed a massive renovation project of the Coliseum. But there might be some reluctance to bring back someone from that era who was involved in the hiring of Steve Sarkeesian. Nana Sports Services president and former Big 8 commissioner Chuck Nana's, whom the Los Angeles Times' Ryan Kartja and Brady McCullough describe as former USC AD Bond's mentor, reacts to Bond's departure, well, I'd say, number one, it's bull, but then I'm not objective. He brought in Lincoln Riley, which was one hell of a move, and turned the football program around created much more interest in Trojan athletics. And then the opportunity to triple their income going to the Big Ten Conference, putting the institution at a very solid financial condition, and he's voted Athletic Director of the Year by his peers. You'd say the guy is on a roll, wouldn't you? Regarding allegations of a toxic work environment, Nana's remarks, you can talk to anybody in the college athletic business, and they will tell you that Mike Bone is one of the friendliest people in the business. He has a great sensitivity about him, which makes the accusations relative to his treatment of women suspect in my opinion. The Oklahomans Barry Trammell cites a Big 12 source who says Colorado is ready to commit to joining the Big 12 soon. Trammell adds, I thought it was interesting but not necessarily a revelation. Lots of talk in this realignment crazed era of college sports. Most of it not written on tablets descending from Mount Sinai. But the Colorado comment has a lot more juice after the events this week, most notably Washington State's announcement that it was instituting a spending freeze. Plus, CBS reported a couple of weeks ago that Big 12 officials were told by ESPN that the Big 12 would be one of three leagues, along with the Southeastern and Atlantic Coast conferences, that ESPN would air in terms of a Tier 1 level. All of which casts further gloom on the Pac-12's financial future. Lawmakers in Oklahoma have overridden Governor Kevin Stitt's veto of Senate Bill 840, which would, among other things, prohibit the NCAA or other athletic associations from punishing schools for assisting in NIL deals. Oklahoma AD Joe Castiglione subsequently released a statement expressing appreciation to lawmakers for ensuring Oklahoma can remain competitive in the ever-changing world of college athletics. Now, we at OU, as well as universities across the state, can provide even greater guidance and support to our student-athletes as they work to benefit from the use of their NIL. On Three's Pete Nakos reports OU is on track to launch an organization similar to the 12th Man Plus Fund at Texas A&M. 
In the second of a two-part interview with Tech Sidelines Andy Bitter, Virginia Tech AD Whit Babcock discusses several topics, including upcoming changes to Lane Stadium. Not this year, but in the foreseeable future, Babcock says the Hokies are looking to change the pregame setup. We're looking at modeling after the Bevo Boulevard concept at Texas. Granted, they've had a running head start on it, but where your game day street, maybe Beamer Way, becomes more of a festival, things like that. Making the game weekend not just a Saturday game but a Friday event, music, things like that. Babcock also notes the $6 million football locker room renovation is likely to last until the summer of 2024, and will place a significant emphasis on the hydro areas, the rehabilitation areas, the things that help the players. No gold-plated waterfalls, but it'll be representative and sharp. The Hokies' Nike contract expires at the end of June, and Babcock would expect it to be a short-term extension, a two-year extension on that. And see where we are after those two years. Thank you for tuning in to the morning edition of the D1T in 5 for Friday, May 26th. We'll see you back here this afternoon.